Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bear Show Show. This is your host, Andre Matoyer, and I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and listening to uh, this particular episode. Uh, it means a lot, and I really appreciate your support and your continued support for my uh, podcast. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, if you're just new and listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome, and feel free to follow and subscribe to The Bear Share Show on Apple Music Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Spotify as well. So thank you. And for today's episode, it's going to be a pretty personal one. And it's going to be as well a part one of a multi-part series that I hope to get into more detail on. And that is going to be the topic of body image issues. Um, I know that this is a uh, topic that I've talked to a lot of my friends about, and it's something that I feel like needs to be addressed more in society, and we need to have more conversations about it. Um, I know that oftentimes we think about body image as being more of a women's thing, but I know it's not just a women's thing. It's definitely something that everyone experiences or a lot of people experience. And it's definitely prevalent in the gay community. And yes, even in the bear community, despite generally being more of a body positive group, we still definitely see body image issues in there. And I am no exception to that. Um, I have been having body image issues for most of my life. And there's multiple reasons for that. But first, um, what exactly are body image issues? Um, basically, body image issues are just when you are unhappy with your body. So you tend to be overly critical. You're maybe insecure with your body, maybe angry, frustrated, um, disgusted by the way that you look. Um, or sometimes even the way you think you look. Um, sometimes body image issues can give us distorted realities, and that's called uh, body dysmorphia. Um, you know, sometimes we try to get outside validation, or some of our friends might tell us, hey, you look great, or, you know, you're over-exaggerating it. But for anyone who has deep-rooted body image issues, you know that while they mean well, it doesn't always last, like the good feeling or the compliments they give you a real change for dealing with body images come from within. It's you trying to overcome and work through those issues yourself. Um, so, you know, through talking to other people, I know this is a common issue. And with me, I've been working with a therapist and trying to get some help on managing my particular body image issues. But before I get into the other episodes over the course of um, the podcast over the next few months, I figured why not just sort of break down my personal experience dealing with body image issues and maybe someone um, listening to this podcast can resonate with um, what I'm talking about and find some maybe uh, takeaway or inspiration from it. So once again, thank you for taking the time out and listening. And, um, you know, here's basically my issues and um, my history with body image because yes i have it too so when it comes to my personal issues uh, with body image there are a few factors that played into 
why I have it. And the first is going to be my relationship with food. Uh, the second would be how I was raised. Um, the third being a huge impact on society and how that has impacted me. Um, and like what society thinks is acceptable. And then also um, coming out as gay and being active in the gay community um, has definitely been eye-opening and has definitely put more body image issues in my head than I had before, uh, for better or worse. So um, the first one that I mentioned with food, I would say that's probably the biggest issue that I have. And it's, it's the one that I struggle with the most. Um, I've always been sort of a stocky big guy. And I've always been the guy who eats a lot uh, from the, the day I was born. My mom said I was the one that kept drinking uh, milk, like clearing out the hospital. And the nurses were like, I've never seen a kid eat this much. So like, trust me, I've, I, I like food. But my biggest issue with food, I'd say, is that I've always used food as a crutch um, instead of just for nourishment. I've used it as a crutch for emotional and, and anxiety. Um, you know, it's not unheard of to have something like, you know, comfort food here and there. But for me, it was more than that. It, it was my escape. Um, just like someone who maybe, you know, drinks alcohol uh, too much or, you know, does something, you know, toxic to their body. That's how food was for me. It was more than just food. It was my drug. It was my escape to feel better. Um, so, you know, with food, especially with um, easy access to unhealthy foods and, you know, the abundance of sugar and additives, uh, food became a recipe literally for disaster for me. And it contributed to a lot of my waking. Um, part of that is... Because um, when you eat via stress, that can lead to being what um, I am and what I would call uh, a binge eater. So a binge eater uh, is something very real and something that I deal with. Um, I'm a lot better now, but it used to be a lot worse and it's still something I'm working on. But basically what a binge eater does is they use large amounts of food as a coping mechanism. So um, just like a binge drinker might overdrink on alcohol, right? A binge eater is going to overeat and overindulge on specific foods. Um, I can remember one specific time, this was about two years ago, where I was on the way home from work. Um, this was when I was teaching and it was like around 3.30 and 4. It was just on my route home. And I remember just being hungry and stressed out about something I can't even remember. But I decided, you know what, I, I'm craving pizza. So I went and I got a large pizza from some restaurant and said, all right, you know what, I'm just going to chill tonight. I'm going to eat this pizza, maybe watch some Netflix, you know, not think about work, whatever. Well, I don't know what happened, but I blanked out. <laughs> and by the time I got back to my place... The entire pizza was gone. I had literally eaten it, the whole thing in my car. And literally from the pizza place to my place was only about maybe 15 minutes. So that means in 15 minutes, I ate an entire large pizza and just totally slammed it down. And I might have ordered some extra stuff too, like breadsticks. I don't remember. But I just remember eating everything that was given to me like so quickly. And 
to be honest, I probably could have eaten more because at that point it wasn't about like feeling full. I just was like stressed out and that was my only way of calming it. Um, but that was just one example. I mean, I've done all sorts of stuff before where I maybe I've cooked food, but then I still order something or maybe I'll order from two different restaurants, pretend it's for two different people. I mean, it's not great, but it's something that I've done. And when you binge eat, you feel like crap afterwards. So, you, you know, you get this emotional and you get this high for a moment where you just feel like, ah, oh, like the sugar rush. But then all of a sudden you just crash and you just are like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Like, it's just this is not good. But um, my relationship with food I'm working on um, and it goes up and down. But binge eating is a huge factor for what affects how I view myself and, and my body. Um, being a bigger guy, I'm always really self-conscious about my gut, um, like my face, as far as like face fat, um, you know, and, and when I look past a mirror or when I look past a window or if I'm looking, anytime I see my reflection, I'm always constantly judging. And, you know, it's interesting because in the bear community, people tend to like some of those features, but for me, it tends to be a turnoff. And so at least for myself, which is interesting. And so I get really self-conscious about it. And so my diet, which I know can be good or bad sometimes, um, plays a factor into how I view my body. Um, the next one is going to be how I was raised. So uh, for this one, actually, my parents um, were are, are very much into fitness and health, and they always have been, which has been great. Uh, my stepdad, um, he's works out like literally five to six days a week. And he always has since the 80s. And he looks great. Like, I'm like, dude, you do you. You look awesome. Uh, my mom, she was always the cardio queen growing up. She loves it. She can do aerobics classes, Zumba classes all day. She doesn't care. And she probably goes to the gym three to four times a week. But they both go religiously. They don't like bad food. They eat very healthy. They're great. Um, growing up, they helped me sort of curb my relationship with food um i think kind of tricking me without me realizing it um i'd have to ask them how they did that <laughs> but i know they've mentioned before that they they helped um but they also got me active and they helped me um, get involved in sports like football and with that i was introduced to weightlifting at a much earlier age than probably most people uh, like around 11 or 12 and so Learning how to exercise, learning how to weight train, um, getting involved in sports, that definitely helped with like the exercise part and making me feel better about my body. Um, but you know, now I had this pressure of trying to look a certain way for sports and trying to be competitive and athletic, but then also fighting my addiction and my relationship with food. So at that point, I was already starting to feel a little bit body conscious. Um, that ties in with the next one, which is uh, society. So, you know, society tends to value uh, thinner people. It's just what we see in the media. Um, if you ever go shopping for clothes, you always see extra mediums, larges, and waists that are like 30, 32. Hardly ever do I find things, um, you know, like, or if they do have 2XL, sometimes they're always gone. Um, which either tells me, A, stores don't order enough of that size because they don't want to sell to people that size, or 
they sell out quickly, which tells you that more people are probably 2XL. Still, um, it's always just a little bit harder to find clothes. Uh, I'm on the border where I can find stuff um, in most stores, but um, you know, not quite there to go to a big and tall store, although I have gone to a big and tall store, and they've been like, oh, sweetie, you're small here, which I'm like, all right, thanks. But still, like, being right on that border is frustrating because you feel like you're not really built for the society that you're in. And for some reason you're different. And that's, that's never a great feeling. Um, with that too, like society, we have sort of a lot of mixed messaging going on um, when you watch TV and when you see what's going on. Uh, for example, like try watching a TV show. Chances are you're going to see a commercial for one food item that's brand new on some menu somewhere. And then you might also see another commercial just right after that for a new fitness equipment. So you get these signals like, hey, eat like crap and eat whatever you want. Look at all this good food. But then also, yeah, like this is how you can stay fit. So it's like, you know, which one do you want, America? Um, you know, I'm not blaming America for my problems, but I'm certainly saying that that constant mixed messaging is confusing and that is something that we see a lot it almost makes it seem like that's okay i could eat this piece of crap you know meal if i just work out afterwards and you know that doesn't always that's not always the case um but that mixed messaging of you know this is what you should be in society versus what i am is definitely toxic to how i view my body and that's definitely something that i struggle with every day um especially when i have to do activities that involve um travel or shopping you know anything that involves being around other people because i'm constantly like am i in the way am i too big am i blocking something you know those those are questions that um you know that keep me up at night sometimes and it's not fun um the fourth thing um is coming out so being gay and men liking other men it's a challenge because men are very visual and that's just a fact it doesn't matter if you're straight a straight male or a gay male, men are just visual. Um, we see a lot, um, and th this is seen in media, it's also just kind of a thing where we know that guys can be sort of dicks to women that aren't pretty, which is bullshit, but it's a thing. Um, but it's the same thing for, for gay men to other men. Like, there's a lot of men that get ignored simply because they're not the same or the right body type as, you know, someone else. And that's just unfortunately how it is. You know, you don't even have to get to know the person. They'll just get dismissed because they're not, quote, you know, the right body type just from the glance. And gays, we're so visual. We've got all these different types of bodies that we could probably catalog it and still forget a type. But all of that contributes to each of us feeling a little bit like less than because we're comparing ourselves to each other and to what we like. And it can get really confusing and really overwhelming because there's a lot of that judgment that happens inside the gay community, you know, and I've seen this even in the bear community. So the bear community is great. I love it. Everyone's been awesome for the most part, but you know, even though bears tend to be more body positive, I've still definitely seen instances where, you know, bears can be sort of um, preferential as the type that they pursue and dismissive to other types that are not what they're looking for. Um, there's been situations where some guys are like, oh, this guy's too big for me, but that same person might be too small for someone else, you know, all, and all of that does is make that person who 
can't seem to catch a break feel really insecure about their body when they really shouldn't, you know, um, that's, but that's just the fact. And so all of those, uh, issues sort of compound and become, you know, the focal point for why a lot of gays have body image issues. Um, and, and we see that I've talked to a lot of gays about this. I know that a lot of them have expressed that they have this. Um, if you go on your Instagram right now or Facebook, chances are you're going to see at least five gym pick selfies um, within the first 10 minutes of scrolling through it. I'm not judging that at all. I do that myself. Um, but we do that because, yes, we all want a little validation, especially if we've you know made a certain goal or we've lost a certain amount of weight or maybe gained or whatever. Um, we want that validation. And maybe that's the validation that someone needs to wake up the next morning and go back to the gym again, right? So more power to you. But the fact is, is that we do it because body image is on our mind. And that is something that we are feeling the pain of. and something that um, we deal with. When it comes to uh, body image, you know, I, I've accepted the fact that it's never going to go away. Um, what I'm working on right now is my relationship with my body, through my relationship with food, through, you know, how I think about good habits, um, what I think about my goals, what do I want my body to be? Um, those are things that are helping me get through. And then also working on po more, uh, more positive self-talk. So, you know, there's been times when um, I have a moment when I'm really uh, insecure or frustrated with my body where I will say some of the most meanest, horrible, nastiest things to myself. It is, it is awful. Like, these are things that I would never say to anyone else. Um, you should not be saying it to yourself at all. But we do. Um, we're our own worst critic most of the time. So working through better ways of saying that is, is more appropriate. Um, a great example is, you know, I used to go to the gym a lot as a kid, but there'd be times throughout my life where I'd go a lot, like high school, and then there'd be times where I wouldn't go like the first few years of college, and then it would be back and forth, back and forth. That's life, right? People gain weight, they lose weight. That happens, you know, pretty much your whole life. You're going to go up and down. Um, but there'd be times where I'd go to the gym after taking maybe a year break and feeling like crap because I'm like, well, I wonder what you would be now if you never took that break. You know, I'd start to get hard on myself about that. And then I'd feel like you're a failure, you're a piece of shit, you know, yes, you know how to use the gym. It wasn't that I was ignorant of how to use the equipment. It just felt like I was embarrassed because I was a has-been or I shouldn't be there. And that deterred me from wanting to go back. You know, all these like stupid mental things that affected my body and affected how I viewed myself, you know, all that does is it gets in my way. So learning how to override that with, hey, Andre, like you had shit going on in the past you know, you can't change what you did last March, so you're here now. Like, who cares what you were like when you were in high school or who cares what you were like when you were 19? No one cares. Like, this is where you are now. You're trying to better yourself for your future now. Like, don't let that stuff bother you. And so turning those negatives into positives are kind of a good way to deal with those body image issues as they come up. And that's how I do it. Um, so... You know, between working on my relationship with food, you know, my parents being supportive, um, I'm fortunate to have good friends who are supportive with, you know, talking about body image and, and 
being there for each other with that. And then, you know, just kind of paying attention to how society is affecting me and also just, you know, being just a kind gay um, and being there for each other. Um, for anyone listening to this episode, if you ever feel like, you know, you see me and you want to talk to me about it, I'm all ears. You know, I think, especially when we go to these bear events and gay events and everyone's shirtless and people are swimming, you know, you can be in what someone else thinks is the best shape or worst shape. It doesn't matter, but you might feel less than for a moment or insecure for a moment. Don't, you know, chances are, this is something I've noticed. More people are more worried about themselves than they are about you. So, you know, set your own goals, have your own mindset and don't let that really bother you. Um, But the biggest thing with body image is the fact that we all have it. Um, you know, those issues, and we all just need to find better ways of dealing with them and healing from it. So that's my story with body image. Um, you know, I've had lots of people say, Andre, you're cute. Andre, you know, how can you have body image issues? You're this, you're that. And I, and thank you. You know, I, I really appreciate that. But again, my body image issues has to be solved from within. Um, about two years ago, I kind of have an embarrassing story here. But I reached my all-time highest weight, which was around 350 pounds. And I, you know, wasn't sick yet with diabetes, but I was borderline. Um, I was constantly out of breath. I was tired. I was miserable. I was depressed. And a light bulb moment sort of came on for me when I went to use the bathroom in the teacher's lounge. And I broke it. Literally, like, broke the toilet in half just by using it. Um, the maintenance staff was cool. Like I played it off. Everything was fine. No one said anything, you know, they got any toilet in like the next day, but that was a wake up call for me because I literally broke the bathroom, um, which should not have happened. Right. So that was like, all right, what are you going to do about it? So, you know, despite what people say, um, Andre, you know, you're cute or this or that, I decided to do what was best for me. And through those goals, I started loving my body more. You know, I'm not saying I wanted to be super thin or whatever, but I was doing what was best for me. And that helped me sort of get through and push through some of those body image issues that I was having. Um, and, And so, you know, everyone has those moments and that particular one was mine. Um, you know, ironically, when I was working on losing weight, um, that was two years ago, I've lost some, but I gained a little bit back. Um, I struggled with noticing. Um, people would be like, oh, Andre, it looks like you're losing weight. And I'd be like, am I? And, you know, honestly, I would have to look at an old picture or I'd have to um, sort of like double check maybe a piece of clothing item and wear that and be like, hey, okay, this fits now. Because when you have body image issues or body dysmorphia where your mind kind of tricks you as to what you're actually thinking when it comes to your body, it's very unusual. Um, You don't always have a sense of reality as to what you look like. So I couldn't always tell that I gained or lost weight. People would kind of have to tell me. I'd have to sort of prove it with photos or, you know, wearing a piece of clothing. It was very interesting. Um, And it works both ways. Like when I gain or lose weight, um, it's the same for me. So that is my experience with body image. Um, I'm hoping over the next several episodes to spend more time on talking more deeply about issues such as body dysmorphia, health, um, even the body positivity, um, and looking at this issue from all different sides and angles, because I think there's a lot to unpack here. 
And I think it's really important that we spend time addressing this. Um, so that being said, uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. I, um, I hope that this maybe made you feel a little bit better and that you're not alone in those body image issues. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to putting out the next few episodes where we can tackle this in more detail. Uh, speaking of which, um, following this episode is the next part of body image issues, part two, where myself and a very dear person, um, Mr. Jake Briscoe, um, me and him go through and break down more about body dysmorphia. So look forward to that. And that being said, I just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to today's episode. Um, once again, you can find The Bear Share Show on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and pretty much anywhere else that you listen to music and podcasts. And if you have a suggestion of a topic or if you want to be a guest host with me, please feel free to message me at Show at gmail.com or uh, Show um, on uh, Instagram. So thank you, and I hope all of you have a great rest of your day. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a good one.